everybody, and welcome to Bread and Butter, where we're serving up the basics the average Hearthstone player needs for improvement. Doc, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm sorry, that's right. Doc is sick tonight. Doc has con crud or something. He went to uh, Atlanta last week to dream hack, and he has lost his voice. Uh, it could have been from all the gluten from baking this week. This is apparently um, the worst week in baking history before Thanksgiving, so... We miss Doc. We hope he's feeling better. Um, but good news. We have a backup plan. Just a guy. How are you? Oh, okay. So normally our backup, just a guy, would be here, but he's getting ready to move across the country. So he was not able to help us today. So I was able to find Send Me Your Arms to fill in at the very last minute. Smarms, how are you tonight? Good. It's more like I just crawl into any podcast and it's like, hey guys, hey guys, listen to me. Hey, I'm here. I'm coming for everything. You have been on a lot of podcasts. We'll talk about that later. You have you have um, started to build up your resume of podcasting without having one yourself. That's actually, having now, this is I believe our ninth episode of Bread and Butter, um, Having being on podcasts without actually having to do them, it's kind of easy. I like it. That, that's a smart way to go. I know. I'm a genius. It's really, really great <laughs> plan. <laughs> well, you are here to help me with our wonderful returning guest tonight, and that would be Dragon Rider. Dragon Rider, how are you tonight? I am doing very well. Thank you, thank you. Excited for this, and I was surprised by our wonderful addition to the show tonight. So she popped in the Discord call and was like, <gasps> like my jaw dropped. I'm like, oh, it's Mars, yay. Dragon Rider can't yeah. escape from me. I just stalk her around being like, hey, hi, have you considered I talking to me now? <laughs> what about now? I love it. I love it. Just wait. Yeah, I, I intentionally, I intentionally didn't send Dragon Rider the show notes until the very last minute, so so it, it could be a little bit of surprise because um, you guys have actually had an opportunity to work together a lot recently on some of your other shows. So um, we'll talk about that shortly. But um, um, I think it's time to set the table. Care of that, or maybe I will. I don't know. Um, so Smarms. What have you been doing in Hearthstone or maybe even outside of Hearthstone? What's going on with you lately? Oh, um, inside Hearthstone, I've been losing quite a bit. Uh, so that's going well. Um, also, I've been playing um, a lot of random things and a lot of battlegrounds to where like I don't have to think about it. And also, if I'm not like attached to the class that I'm playing, then I'm okay Like if I need to quit mid-game and, I don't know, go deal with something on the stove. But yeah, other than that, it's been Thanksgiving. I was um, complaining about I baked a lot of bread because I make homemade stuffing with like my homemade bread. And um, but then like, you know, learning about how much Doc bakes, I'm like, I have no right to complain about how much I've been baking. Well, to be fair, he gets paid for it. Yeah, and I'm just the idiot that does it for free. Well, I'm, I'm sure you, you said you were doing it with your uh, nieces today. Oh, so today was Christmas cookies, uh, which is a different, different, separate, you know, important baking activity that um, has to happen. Yeah, my nieces and nephews. Fantastic. Um, and I, I appreciate you um, being able to find some time after that, too, because I, I know baking can be tiring. I'm, I'm glad you were able to come over here and join. At least Doc tells us baking is tiring, so I'll, I'll take him at his word for that. That's the benefit uh, of... Dawn. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, benefit of forced child labor. You make them do everything. You just set it up and then, you know, <laughs> send them back home to their parents, all sugar high. All right. <laughs> How about you, Dawn? What have you been up to? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm going to just go with like my typical answer of like, what have I not been up to? It feels like I've been up to so many things. Uh, you know, we're, we're wrapping up. We're getting now to the tail end of card reveal season. So it's been very busy. I've been putting out YouTube videos each day after the, the reveals for each day. So it's felt like a ton of videos. You know, trying to keep up with that. Uh, earlier today, we just did our like six hour long uh, entire set review with Amber Flight Gaming. 
also have been uh, this month is Amber Flight's three-year anniversary. So been doing stuff for that. We put out like player interviews. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Got a little golf clap there <laughs> from Tito. <laughs> um, you know, and then uh, today just made a big exciting announcement for Amber Flights, uh, which is that, you know, obviously we are having some stuff next year coming, like expanding uh, beyond just Hearthstone, things like that. But we also announced and revealed uh, our new logo. We are kind of rebranding our logo. So revealed that. So super excited for that. And then, yeah, this week was Thanksgiving. So, you know, it's it's just um, me and my husband and my father-in-law. That's how it's been the last you know handful of years. But it's great. We uh, we ate some food and then we played a ton of board games, uh, which last weekend and then Thanksgiving was uh, a bunch of the new Clank Catacombs game that that we just got. And it's, Clank is like one of my absolute most favorite board games. Like it's still card games, but it's board games and it's amazing and I love it. I've never even heard of it, but it sounds fun. If it's like combo board game, card game. It's so much fun. I was, what is it about? I've never heard of it. So their little thing, it's like, it's a deck building adventure. Uh, so the original Clank, there's like several now and they've you know, had expansions. This is the newest one, but basically you are like thieves and you go into like a dungeon where there's a dragon, but you go in and just try to steal a bunch of treasure. <laughs> like you build your deck along the way and you, you know, uh, you create what's called clank. It's like, AKA like you're making noise in this dungeon and there's little, little like wooden cubes, uh, and the dragon will attack every now and then. And you mix up all the cubes in a bag and, you know, you have like RNG effects of pulling out cubes and, uh, you know, taking damage when uh, your kids get pulled. And now my husband is staring at me over the as I explain this. I love Clank. You, you must have won this weekend, and that's why he's staring at Okay, you. so he's, yes, okay, he, he's saying he survived. So in Clank, there's, like, the original has a, just a main board. This newest one, there's, like, tiles, and you kind of create the board as you go. So every game's different. But... There's always like the area that you have to go back to where you started to get out of this cave, this dungeon. And there's a little like safe area. And if you die outside of the safe area, if, like if you take enough damage, you, you don't get to count your points at the end of the game and stuff because you, you died. If you get to the safe area, you get to count your points, but you don't get like extra, you know, extra bonus points for escaping. I... I'm the very greedy player that will steal as much treasure and gold and stuff throughout the game as I can and try to accumulate as many points as I can. And I always make it to the safe zone. So I technically still get to count my points and stuff. I just don't get the bonus. But my husband always gets out and then gets those bonus points. And he claims that I, I don't win because I don't actually get all the way out. But in the rules, I get to the safe zone and I still get to count my points. So I win. I think and that I counts. Won. You're I safe think. at the end of it. I am 100% on board with your like I, interpretation of this. Yeah. I won, I think, three quarters of the games. And we, we, we played <laughs> Oh, we're getting he's, comments from the peanut gallery over there. Yeah, he's, he's holding up a, a zero with his hand, a goose egg. Cause, you know, All right, I, Mr. I Dragon Rider, out, I think you're wrong. He's just mad because I actually beat him at that game and he gets competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, that sounds fun. And for me, um, I'm, I'm hitting the final home stretch at work for a deadline, which is supposed to be on Tuesday. And if if you ever um, work in tech, uh, you don't want to schedule deadlines two days after the week of a holiday because no one's at work. And if you're at a big corporation, if you want anything approved or if you need access to anything, you need certain people there. And usually people are like, oh, here's my backup. But your backup is also on vacation. So it has been a very frustrating week for me there. But um, hopefully after we get through um, this today or, or the next couple days followed, um, we'll have probably like another two weeks of, you know, integration and, and testing and all that. Hopefully we're get eased through Christmas and be a little less uh, crazy um, 
And, you know, I'm thankful to have a job, so I can't complain. A lot of other people have had issues with that, especially if you happen to work for Elon Musk or worked for Elon Musk. But I hope you're enjoying your nice three-month vacation and find yourself landing on your feet. As far as um, gaming, I I've been streaming most of the time I've been gaming and um, starting to see a, a, a little bit of an increase in the community, which has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm starting to stream some other games. Like, I, uh, I, I've been, I play Civ with my friend on Friday nights, and so I just decided to start streaming that. And, you know, people come hang out, and, you know, I'm not trying to be as entertaining as I am if I'm trying to be a Hearthstone streamer. But, you know, it's fun to have people just stop by and, and you know, talk about Civ and um, do, doing that thing. So it's been, it's been exciting. Now, Dragonflight is dropping for uh, World of Warcraft. And I am, before I started this whole podcasting streaming thing, I, I run a raiding guild. Um, I raid a couple nights a week. So I'm probably going to start branching into WoW streaming. And um, on Tuesday, when you could make the dragon, the drachnids, because it was a pre-patch, um, I said, you know what, we're going to try streaming WoW tonight. And I was in my Discord for WoW, and we had people talking to me there, and people talking to me in the stream, and I'm trying to pay attention to what I'm doing in WoW, and... That was some sensory overload. So I don't know how people stream WoW um, and like raiding nights and stuff like that, but um, we're going to have to figure it out <laughs> because uh, that's so that's interesting and fun. But I'll tell you what, even just thinking about it makes me hungry. So um, why don't we have some appetizers? All right, so um, normally this is where Doc and I would interview our, our guest, but our guest is Dawn, and we've already talked to Dawn, and, and I don't think you want to hear us interview her every month when she comes on. You know who she is. You know she's fantastic already. Now, my co-host, Smarms, you may not know her. I mean, if you're listening to Bread and Butter, you've more than likely listened to some other show she's been on because she's been on so many of them. But if you haven't, Let's 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 help you get to know her because she is just an fantastic, a fantastic person to talk to. Um, I'm now normally, getting to the point oh, where I hope like anybody who's like slightly irritated by me, it's like, haha, you can't get away. <laughs> just my <laughs> bullshit everywhere. I mean, that that's how you build engagement in this world. You know, you you just keep irritate people up to irritate people right. to like Stockholm syndrome and then. Eventually, they'll be like, all right, I give up. I don't think people will, though, because I, I don't think I don't think you bring that on, folks. But um, so normally Doc would do the interview portion of this. But um, I think instead of Dragon Rider, how would you feel about doing the interview portion of this tonight? I love it. Let's do it. Uh, I also appreciate you guys do have some questions kind of already plugged in here. So I will uh, I will take some of these here. But, you know, we have to start with the basics, which we're definitely going to be talking about Hearthstone basics later. But, Smarms, the basics. People that may not know you, please. Who are you? What, what is it that you do? Let us, let us get to know you a little bit. Um, so I go by Send Me Your Arms on Twitch. Uh, Twitch is one of the big things I do. And then I was also just invited to be a permanent co-host on Doctor Three, which is very exciting. Um, so those are the two main places that you can find me. Um, and yeah, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> Tito's eyes are here. Tito, wait. <laughs> did you miss breaking this, news? Did you know that? No, I did not yeah. know that. We just broke some news here on Bread and Butter. I mean, Fantastic. you're you're only half a week late, Tito. But it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It came out on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so. Yeah, it's um, been a it's been a week where uh, it's difficult yeah. for people to, to catch up on that. But okay, so what is uh, Doctor Three, and what what are you going to be doing with that then? Since maybe people aren't familiar with that. Uh, so Doctor Three is about leveling up your Hearthstone game, and I'm hoping to finally make Legend. And maybe if they talk to me enough, if my dear sweet co-host talk to me enough, I might actually do okay in this game. Um, but yeah, it's great. Uh, so far, we've been talking a lot about the different cards that have been coming out, and it's been a blast. So on that note, are, are you replacing somebody on that show, or are you guys going to rename it Dr. Four? 
so major death has decided that to focus on more Mar- his Marvel stuff, um, as well as like he's had a lot of big life events. So makes sense. Well, that's fantastic. I, I, you know, when you had started that and you were in your, and I'm going to be a permanent co-host, I really thought you were going to say Blizzlet. I'm uh, not going to lie. <laughs> no, no. I, as much as I keep pestering them, apparently they won't let me be on every single podcast all the goddamn time. <laughs> that's all right. No, but we, I, I we, beat, being, we beat them to it. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I love being on. Uh, Doctor Three is now the first uh, all-female Hearthstone podcast, if I'm not mistaken. So it's pretty dope. I, I was just about to make a comment on that. I was going to say I don't know it's, if it's the only all-female one, but it's definitely one of the few. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if it is the only one. So that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I think the well only done. other one that I know of is, you know, it, I mean, if you count it as a podcast, uh, is what is it? Nina is noob and Sun do the like tea youtube show <laughs> so you know that's a, a part of that too that's a youtube yeah, that's show sun, sun glitters yeah and therefore it's different we're a podcast <laughs> that's right that's and right. i will <laughs> i will die on this hill this tiny oh, tiny I, hill I, for no reason so this is an audio form we don't have um a youtube version of this yet um we mostly just do the audio but i'm gonna, i'm looking into the camera right now and i'm, I'm looking at Draco Cat and um, Demon. Not a podcast. You don't put it on my podcatcher. <laughs> Sorry. I'll get off my uh, soapbox now. Um, that, that's amazing. Um, I'm so happy for you. That's great. Thanks. I'm super excited. Uh, I made sure to call all my family at different hours of the night and be like, hey, guys. Hey, hey, now you have to listen to me all the time. And they're like, no, we don't. We have to be around you at family events. We're not going to listen to you all the time. And how many, how many of them asked you how well does it pay? Uh, mm, only one. <laughs> only one. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> See, you change your scenery and look what happens. I know. I'm getting so popular. Just all thanks to the fake plants. That's right. Well, you know with with that we have to know because now you're on the standard podcast Uh, you know doctor three we do focus on standard and ladder but you play both standard and bgs but which one do you consider yourself like uh, which one which one are you smarms i consider myself a standard (laughs) player and then every time i play standard somebody's like oh a change of scenery i'm like I think of this as my normal thing. I didn't start playing Battlegrounds until May. And even then, I had to, like, uh, it was great because I learned how to play Battlegrounds from Twitch chat. Um, and the delay there was super great. And also, I, like, took a month off of, like, streaming in the summer. Uh, so there was a month where I just wasn't learning how to play Battlegrounds. And, uh, you know, and I went from that and I decided to enter myself in a... But even then, I've played a Battlegrounds tournament. I don't, I have no leg to stand on to say which one I am. It's just kind of like whatever the vibes are that day. I think that's totally fair. Um, I don't know how long you would like this to be, Tito, so I can just do like one or two more <laughs> questions here. Oh, it doesn't matter. You can, whatever you feel like, we, we, okay. we don't have a time constraint, really. This is my problem, is I won't shut up. (laughs) And this is something that everybody who's ever had to do a podcast with me is like, "Mm, all right, I guess we're going for record on longest podcast, why Smarms won't (laughs) shut up. No, we we typically go about an hour. Um, That wasn't the goal. The goal was kind of to be about 30 minutes, but I think we've established we're about an hour-long podcast. Um, You're the one that's been already podcasting all day, so ask away. Okay, well, Miss Smarms. How much Marvel Snap are you playing? So a lot less than I had been. Um, I will, you know, take the Marvel Snap break anytime I'm walking up or down a set of stairs or brushing my teeth or doing anything that takes a quick amount of time. I've tried the Marvel Snap while getting changed. Apparently that's like not the best idea. (laughs) That one's a little bit hard to maintain. 
Um, but I've recently gotten into Mass Effect, and so I was like mainlining that, and it kind of uh, got me out of Snap for a little bit. But it's still quite a lot. However, I didn't get my brother into Marvel Snap until like two weeks ago, and he's already like 200 collection levels above me. Um, and I've also gotten his kids into it, which is the best. And my sister-in-law kind of hates me for that because <laughs> they're all just like stuck in their phones the entire time, like any sort of family things going on. And she's like, that's your fault. And you know what? It kind of is my fault. Well, now all you need to do is get on a Marvel Snap, Snap podcast and then you can then, then you can get them to be like, can we listen to Auntie Smarms on the podcast? <laughs> I've tried to talk some people into a Snap podcast. Apparently, like, no one likes my idea of the game being two game or uh, the podcast being two games long and you have to play the entire time you're podcasting. And it's just like these quick little like bite-sized nuggets and nobody's so far gone for that. <laughs> I don't know why. I think that's amazing. What? <laughs> oh. I mean, maybe that doesn't work in podcasting, but that probably works as a short. I think a Marvel Snap podcast should be short because that's like the whole draw of that game, right? <laughs> Anybody who's looking for like a Marvel Snap podcast wants things quick and snappy. And I think that's what I was going to call it is snappy or uh, something absurd like that. And yeah. Yeah. So I think I have an episode for you right here. All right. Um, welcome to Snappy. Uh, my name is Smarms. Oh, look, TVA. I guess we're done. <laughs> Honestly, you can't tell me that that would be a little bit funny if, like, this was a podcast that you, like, routinely listen to. And then it's, like, all of a sudden, like, 10 seconds later, it's like, all right, podcast done. <laughs> Amazing. Well, okay, so maybe you want to start a podcast. You you talked about streaming. Let's let's wrap up the interview with talking about where you would like to see your streaming and your content be kind of by this time next year. Oh, Christ. Uh, all right, what is this, a job interview, guys? <laughs> what the hell is this? We checked your references before we even got you here. Um, you know what? I've honestly had a um, really amazing time this year. I really do love streaming um, a lot more than I thought I ever would. And doing all the, you know, side stuff like now with podcasts, I would love to see that grow more. Um, I don't know if it's like realistic to be able to say like, yeah, I'd love to cut my work back to like part time so I could have any sort of like a social life because currently it's just like work, work, work and Twitch streaming. And that is literally all I do. <laughs> but, you know, um, I'm having a lot of fun and yeah, I guess we'll just see where it goes. All right. I have two questions before we wrap up. Um... One, should Ricky, Ridiculous Hat be afraid of you coming for his crown of podcast king or queen? You mean am I going to steal his hat? Of course I'm going to steal his hat. But as far as like title of how many podcasts, no. Man, are you kidding me? I don't have enough brain cells to figure out what Ridiculous Hat does. He's got so many different ideas. And I'm like, all right, I have one half of an like original thought each week about Hearthstone. And I just shop that around to every place. And it's like, you better be interested in this one idea because it's the best I've got. All right. And final question. Are, are you excited that the Bone Zone will continue on in um, forever now in Death Knights, leaving Mage? And is that good? I am so excited because then maybe the shirts, which are halfway done and sitting all over my living room uh will then be applicable because i promised everybody like a few people uh legend of the bone zone shirts from the mage skeleton things life got busy i have most of everything done but i just have to like iron on a few more things and now it's like oh thank god it'll be slightly relevant once again no, if so, if for anyone that may not understand this, um, I was watching Smarm stream one night, and she was playing Spooky Mage, and I said, "This is not Spooky Mage. This is Bone Zone Mage," and that took off that night. And like two days later, she's streaming, and she has a shirt that she made that said "Legend of the Bone Zone" with a skeleton on it. Like that's the commitment to the bit that we like here. Here's the thing is like my shirt was very much the alpha, whereas like the ones that I ended up making and why it's taken forever 
is they have glow-in-the-dark lettering um, and glow-in-the-dark skeletons. They're all different, and they're all different skeletons. And I don't know if you know about, like, making shirts. All right, this is a tangent, but we're along for this ride already. Um, so when you uh, make shirts, you have to, like, peel out the individual pieces after it's been cut by the machine. And I don't know if you know how intricate skeletons can be, but it's like pretty intricate. So like I've spent hours like delicately like picking out on these like crosshatch patterns just to make sure. And so it's like, that's that's my bad for not <laughs> getting the rest of these out and just doing a simple design. But anyways. Uh, it sounds like a shirt I'm never gonna making. wanna wear. I'm just gonna wanna keep somewhere <laughs> and never have to launder it because Oh, no, man. It'll have dog hair in it. Like, don't worry. This will be a piece of junk t-shirt. I want one. I oh, need yeah. one. Absolutely. Uh, four to six business months work out for you. They'll yeah. be ready for next Halloween. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe. Perfect. It's perfect. Uh, well, all this talk is getting me some really hungry. So let's go ahead and dive into the main course. Main course. Bumper. boop doop doo um all right so we are continuing our monthly uh topic of basics and how to improve here last month we talked about phases now that we know about phases it's time to talk about so dawn why don't you take it away that's right yes so just as a like a quick little recap last time we talked about like I said, like phases, just kind of how your turn plays out and how like open your turn can be in Hearthstone because there's not specific phases like there is in other card games, right? You don't have untap, upkeep, all that like magic does. It's just your turn and then you just do stuff and then you hit enter and then your opponent does stuff. Uh, Excuse but... me, let me interrupt you there. Uh, counterspell. <laughs> True. I mean, <laughs> secrets, yeah, but secrets are so easy. They still only happen on your turn. They just happen to like go into effect on the other yeah. person's turn. Okay, I've tried to play magic been... before, and that shit is so hard. That that is so oh. hard. I was like, I don't know what phase we're in. Like, what is this? I needed a well, flow chart. I needed all diagrams. You need, all you need to do is this. All you need to do is this. Go to your local comic shop on a Friday night. They have Friday Night Magic. And then find somebody playing a deck, a blue deck. And anything you do, they're just going to be like, counterspell, interrupt, interrupt, interrupt. And you're just going to want to punch them in the face. And then you will understand the phases. I hate that idea, but thanks anyways. <laughs> oh, okay, well, how about some ideas that you'll like? Let's talk about, during your turn, how to use the different resources and in Hearthstone, there actually still are several resources. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that we did this segment after Death Knights was revealed and like as it's getting ready to come out, because I do think the the runes in Death Knights is also another resource that, that we should talk about. Um, but a couple of the main resources that we definitely want to cover are cards, just cards as a resource, right? You have to put cards into your deck, your health, and your mana and then you know there's a couple other resources in there but uh, those are like the main three you have to put cards in your deck and then within cards you kind of have like little subcategories of how to use those resources so if we look at cards you have card draw things that maybe shuffle cards back into your deck or something that like you're getting extra value off of your cards. It's going to, you know, a uh, battle cry and you get to discover something. So it kind of replaces itself in your hand. Uh, these are all different ways to use your cards. And one of the biggest things is, I guess, like kind of knowing how to let those cards work together, but just looking at how you want to use your cards in general. Some cards, you know, you're putting maybe into an aggressive deck. They're all going to have lots of attack damage. And you, you want to be using those cards in that aggressive manner. We talked in the previous, you know, previous month and the previous segment about maybe not trading as much and going face. 
aggressive decks really take advantage of that. So you're going to have cards that are giving you a lot of, you know, maybe attack damage or buffing your minions, uh, things like that. But maybe you have a deck that wants to draw. There's going to be some crossover as well in some of these. Uh, so some decks that draw a lot also tend to be very aggressive or high damage type of decks. But then you also could have decks that just want to draw and do a lot of burst damage much later in the game. I think we're going to see that coming up with uh, like the Arcane Bolt in Mage and all the synergy with those cards. Um, but what what do you two think about just like cards in general and kind of using those? I think especially draw is just really uh, an interesting resource to talk about. I think I think it's, I think it's a, oh, go ahead, Swans. You go first, please. Oh, I was going to say, I I think this is definitely something like that I've struggled with. So my brother has played Hearthstone since like the beta in 2014. And his, like the things that he's really into are the rogue decks that are so great at synergizing. And try as I might, that just still only sometimes works out for me on like trying to get everything to synergize. <laughs> I do best on the decks that... Um, are just very straightforward. So I, uh, synergizing has taken me a while to learn about and particularly like with um, drawing. The other thing is I will tend to overly hit minions, um, which is I like, I know something uh, that is like when I definitely should be going face, yeah. But here, so here's the thing is when I first started Hearthstone, I was like learning in just the most random smattering of like different advice at like way random times. And I'm like, no, okay, whatever. Um, and so I would routinely get killed by these giant minions because I did not feel the need to clear them because I 100% went phase. And so then I overcorrected. <laughs> and now I'm trying to get back to this like nice middle ground of like, what percentage I hit face versus like what percentage I attack after minions. But yeah. It, and it, it's definitely something that's difficult to learn, but I, I think in that same kind of vein is also talking about kind of how difficult sometimes it can be to manage your cards. And, and that's why I definitely wanted to, to talk about that. You know, you said like the draw, I think rogue is definitely a good example of that. There's, you know, oftentimes in rogue, you know, some of the decks like you hear, uh, people talk about like Miracle Rogue, for example, and these kind of miracle decks are based on drawing a whole bunch of cards and then kind of doing, you know, big swing turns, having like a lot of cards that you might play in one turn, drawing a ton in one turn, and sometimes it could be it could be hard to kind of understand how those play out, how you need to to use them, or even like doing all of the actions fast enough in a turn when you're trying to draw all this stuff or play all the things. Um, so, oh, God. Yeah. yeah um, like, there's a lot, right? And then, like, on the using the resources, one of the things that I also know that I am 100% like at fault for doing is saving them for like one gigantic thing and just dying in the meantime. And so like trying to get that balance of like, all right, this is not the most optimal use of my resources. However, it is going to keep me alive long enough to maybe try to do something more optimal later on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's, uh, that's another very important thing that, you know, people can miss. I mean, even people who are close to legend, like, I mean, even me for like a long time, even being close to Legend or even sometimes being Legend, especially when new cards come out or new kind of decks come together, it can be difficult to really pick up on, oh, okay, I need to kind of play this card at just like a, you know, middle ground kind of value. Like, sure, I could wait and save it and save it. Like, I think, um, let's talk about Jace, for example, like with Fell Spells. I think that's a good example of talking about your card resources. You could play it as soon as you have the mana. Maybe you've only played two fell spells, though. You, I mean, you could play it. You're not getting great value. But oftentimes, I do think people will hold something like that for far too long, saying, oh, I still have all of these fell spells left in my deck. I need to, to find stuff to play those. But instead... Yeah. I think a lot of that comes with your understanding of the decks too. Like yeah. if, if like your win condition, your only win condition is Jace, 
um, then you, you you probably think about holding. But like I, I think a good, I got better as a Hearthstone player when I learned to not hold cards uh, necessarily. Like if your best play is is running out Bran on turn three because you have nothing else in your hand to do, and you're playing against somebody that's going to be the aggressor in that um, scenario. Holding J- holding Bran um, to even play a turn or two later with something else is not going to do you any good. Sometimes it's good to just get something on board to um, to block. To Bran works as like a taunt because you play Bran, people are going to want to get that off the board as soon as possible. So Bran almost has taunt on him, and um, if they're punching if they're punching Bran, they're not punching you, and they're saving you're saving your life as a resource at the cost of a card. And in, in that case, that might be just enough. So a lot of people will not play those cards because, oh, I need to play Bran with something else. But you really have to. You you Once you understand, I need to do this. I need to get something in play. It makes a, it makes a gigantic difference. Yeah, so I think to wrap up the, t- the talk about just cards as a resource, I think that the way that you described that is fantastic. And I will say, to make it easier, think about it as you literally build your deck with cards. If you are not playing your cards, they're not doing anything, right? Like you build your deck with cards to be able to play the cards. So you do have to play them in order to to win and to do things in the game. So if you're- And not not letting- perfect be the enemy of good enough and just getting something out there so you survive i i love that saying i say i use that all the time actually um and one other thing too is is to understand um i think the differences and how those resources are used um if you if you play a card uh say um the one the one one draw a holy spell from your deck that is using a resource from your deck it's cycle that's that's it's it's pulling something out of your deck. Your deck is now thinner, which is good because you're hopeful, hope, hoping to try to get to your good cards. And by making your deck thinner, your draw phase makes it so you're getting to your good cards faster, which is different than the... You're still adding a card to your hand either way, but if you do a discover, that is adding a card to your hand. It's They're, they're, both, kind of, like, they're both kind of replacing, but one is thinning your deck the other is giving you more more resources so if you i think thinking about that in terms of deck building and just even piloting a deck is understanding the difference there is huge because one they're both adding one card to your hand or two cards or whatever it might be but one is moving you towards your win condition by getting you to those cards faster and the other one is just giving you more resources yeah well i think uh let's kind of shift a little bit here and then talk about uh, the second resource, which is your mana. Now, uh, I, I think we'll, we'll talk about the average scenario. I, I don't think we need to dive too deeply into like guff with druid and going above the normal mana and stuff. Like, you know, obviously that's kind of a its own thing. But in most games, you get that one mana every turn. So, you know, on turn one, you'll have one mana to use. Turn two, you'll have two mana, so on, up to ten. And then after that, you will always have ten mana to start the turn. Now, the kind of general rule of thumb is to use all of your mana or as much of your mana every turn as you can. There, You know, if you hear a lot of pro players, I think, like, Fino especially, will talk about things like that, like... You know, if you are on turn six and you have a minion in your hand that costs six, play that six cost minion for that mana. You know, play the biggest thing, use all of that mana. Uh, But what this does is it just gets you to think about using that mana efficiently. There's obviously going to be turns where maybe you're at four mana and you don't have a four cost card in your hand. Maybe you only have something that costs three. You might have to do that. But maybe you have something that costs two, and you get to also do a hero power. Now, again, depending on the case, what hero you're playing, maybe the hero power doesn't really do anything. And I think that is also a huge case where Tito was talking about maybe in the case of maybe you just play Bran on turn three because you're actually using your mana there. You're doing something. Whereas if you didn't do that, what would you do instead? 
That's one big question you got to ask yourself. If I'm not playing this like biggest minion, or if I'm not playing kind of this efficient mana costing thing, what do I do instead? Am I just passing and not doing anything? Sometimes that might be right. But again, you're not using your cards at that point then. So you have to think about how do you actually want to use your mana? And again, that, that also does lead into knowing your deck, right? If you're playing an aggressive deck, you want to be using your mana to put minions on the board, to create damage, to attack, uh, to, you know, send a, a spell to your opponent's face or something for damage. Uh, if you are playing a bit of a slower deck that has to build up resources, like Tito was saying, you, you got to get to some of those cards. Maybe the most efficient thing is using your mana to draw more stuff so you have better options for next turn. Talked about draw a bit uh, previously and I think in, in last uh, segment, but that's, you know, using that mana as best you can every turn will give you that edge. If you kind of say, oh, I, I really want to save this brand for, for later, or I, I really want to save this draw until I, I absolutely have to use draw and I'm kind of just nothing else in my hand and then I'll draw. It might be too late at that point. So you got to think about how do I want to use my mana every turn to do the best stuff. Okay. So I think one of the things that like me as a very much learned from all over player is it was very hard to learn like where that balance strikes based on like what the deck was named. And so like, I wouldn't understand that like with control, you want to be clearing all their stuff all the time. Is that, am I mistaken on that? Or? Uh, it depends on the matchup. Like, yeah. Even if, even if you're in a, con this is almost a little bit of a tangent, but even if you're in a control deck, depending on the matchup, you may be the aggressor. Like, you may, they basically say, depending on, um, this is about knowing your deck and knowing the meta and knowing what they're playing, but, like, there are occasions where you're playing a deck and against one deck, you're, yeah, I'm going to clear everything they got, but then you're playing another deck and you know that, hey, I actually have to be the aggressive person and I, I, I want to spend more time making them react to me versus reacting to them. It, a lot of these decks depend on not just what you have, but what they, what you know they're doing. Hey guys, I think so. we need to make like a flow chart and like an infographic. Okay, so like well. you can like follow along like very systematically. I, like, Yeah, I, I will say, I think knowing matchups and knowing like who you are in the matchup and stuff is a, a bit of a more advanced uh, Right, that's, that's uh, our topic. 200. After we get through basics, Don will be back with our 200 level courses. But to, yeah. um, to yeah. the point of the resources, and I think we touched a little bit on this this week, Using your mana efficiently um, doesn't necessarily just mean spending the mana. It means doing things in an order. If you have six mana and you have a four-cost four cost card and you're a warlock and you know you're going to hero power and play this card, hero power first. Because if I play the card in hero power and I get a better play that I could have made off that hero power... I can't do that. But if I hero power first, and then now I can make that better play, I can now make that better play. And again, some of the stuff could be matchup dependent, like our, our discover card. If, if I have two three course cards and I have six mana, my one of the three course cards I'm going to play is a uh, discover effect. Play that one first because if you play it second, you can't play what you discovered if that would be something that would be beneficial to you. So ordering these things is important. That's a military yeah. tactic that like uh, <laughs> it's you always do the thing that gives you most options first and then you <laughs> do whatever second. Yeah, shoot, communicate, move on out. That's what we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but and again, a lot of it, some of his matches, like for the most part, if, if you're new to Hearthstone and or newish to Hearthstone and playing your cards efficiently is the, the very first step you can make, then as you start to learn that, then you can start thinking, well, um, I have six mana. I played my four, I, I played my four, four for four. 
now I can hero power unless you know that, hey, I'm playing against this deck and if they have something they can ping, they can do this and all that. That's that's more advanced tactics. So if you're looking to base, basics, just spend your mana efficiently and try to spend it as best you can to use it all each turn. Yeah, yeah. And definitely, I mean, you know, talking about, of course, we, we want to build on these basics and yeah, matchups, learning that kind of stuff, learning oh, this might be a better card to play later, and I do want to hold that in that matchup. That's definitely an advanced thing. But if you are really trying to learn or you're really struggling to, to kind of get wins or to climb ladder, uh, definitely look at that. How are you spending your mana each turn? I mean, are you using as much mana as you can? It's, I mean, it is super basic to say that. And yes, there's so many different scenarios where you could say, okay, well, I'm going to play this and this card or this and this, you know, or just this one thing. But, you know, even if you have to just jot some notes to yourself, say turn four, I played three mana because I had no other cards in my hand that costed four. Okay. Then you kind of, you have a base of like what you did and why then, then write, okay, it's turn five. And I played my five cost minion then if you kind of start to do that, then the end of the game, you can say, hey, I ended up winning this game. Then you can look back. You might actually be able to trace that win back to saying, I was playing stuff every turn. Now, if you have five mana and you play a single one cost minion, and then on six, you know, on turn six, you have six mana and you play a two cost minion, you're probably not winning that game. You're just, you're not doing enough with your mana. And that's, you'll hear people refer to that as floating mana because you have some left over. So there is a difference. Yes, you can start to, as you get better, get into the like, you know, matchup dependent or uh, all that kind of stuff. But just the simplicity of looking and saying, how much mana am I actually using every turn? will start to help you identify where you could be making some mistakes or where you could improve on your resource management. And if you have, so use a little bit of common sense too with this. If you have five mana and you can play a three cost card and a two cost card, but you have aggro staring you down or they're going to hit you in the face, and you also have a four cost card with taunt that's going to be better suited in that situation. In situations like that, it's probably better to play the four cost card. So don't use this as a, a strict always rule. Don't like... I don't spend five mana to spend five mana. If you can see the better play is to spend four mana to play the taunt minion or whatever it might be. Use use your judgment. Just try to spend the mana if it makes the most sense. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we've all been in scenarios where you can just be like, why did I play that? I don't know. I feel like I have a lot where you're like, you play stuff and you're like, why did I do that though? And yeah, I think you, there's... you definitely don't want to <laughs> smarms have you, have you done that? There's no amount of knowledge that's going to get you out of being a person, me personally, who just makes dumb mistakes all the time, which is why I was thinking, y'all, we are really like uh, sleeping on checklists here. So like when I was getting my pilot's license, you had a checklist for everything. And honestly, I think we need to start like bringing that out for Hearthstone. And, uh, you know, y'all who are very informed, we just... We work on getting like a good, good checklist together. <laughs> well, this is what I do with, um, this is why I started streaming basically is because I am someone that will see what I'm playing. They'll make their turn and I'll go click, 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 done. And I'll be like, wait, maybe I could have done this other play. So if I'm sitting there and I'm talking with chat and I'm saying, okay, what can I do here? I can play this, which is my first line of thinking. But what if I did this? Or what if I did this? Does this make sense? No, my first my first thought was great or the right play. Or I don't know. What do you If you think about it, take your time and and don't just do the first thing that pops into your brain. Um, you're going to be more efficient. And um, that means talking to the chat and that means uh, thinking no, about Tito. things like you're explaining it to them. Tito, you clearly don't have ADHD, is what I was going to say. I well, have never not once done the first thing that popped into my head. Well, I don't I even have, know what that would be like. I have been on, um, I, I, as of 47, I'm 47 years old, and I have been on um, ADHD medication for the last four <laughs> months now. So, um, okay. yes, um, 
and and that's when I decided like I didn't have enough time to do everything I do as it is. So I started this medicine and I started, I kind of got a basic diagnosis and then I started podcasting, doing streaming and also doing YouTube content. So (laughs) I, 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 I added more K I, I took advantage of this and added more chaos to my life to get me back (laughs) to the same spot that I was. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm doing so much. I'm overwhelmed. You know what I should do? I should also do this other show every week. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get that dopamine rush. If it's like not chaotic, it doesn't feel good. That's right. But your gameplay and learning and improving should not be chaotic. So let's bring it back around. And and, and and let me let, let me say these two stand up boring people. Sometimes you can just play fuck it we ball. You will lose, but it's a lot of fun. Um I play a lot of decks that are very chaotic in, in essence that um, Okay. When when I'm when I'm bored like like I'll go into uh, Sunkeeper Raw a Rogue or, or something weird like that. So, yeah, sometimes you play a lot of fuck it. But I'm going to have um, <laughs> one stream. I'm going to come watch your stream. And I'm going to have the, the rule is you're going to have to explain everything to me before you make the moves. Nah, and, and man. Yes. It'll never happen. <laughs> Good luck, yeah. though. I support your dreams. But, you know. <laughs> But, you know, that's that was something you, you mentioned, Tito, kind of like why you started streaming and like talking about your plays and stuff. And I feel very similarly, like when I was first trying to learn, I would try to watch streams or, or ask questions. And I think for me, a big part of that was also like why certain cards were included in decks, because when I was looking at that, I'd, I'd see a card or I'd try playing and I'm like, that card sucks. You know, and then I would ask, like, why is this card in the deck? And people would just say, oh, it's good. Like, that does, that does not help me. I but why? Like, oh, yes, but, like, tell me why it's good so that I understand, so I can take that understanding into my own deck building, into my own games. And when I started just adjusting my mindset, I'm like, okay. And, th- and that was something I told myself. When I'm learning and I'm playing and I'm really trying to actually like sit down and focus and learn a, like a new deck or l- really learn how cards work, I said to myself, every time that I kind of think about this, I have to have a reason for what I'm doing. Even if it's wrong, I don't care. Because, you know, in Hearthstone, I think especially like as you get higher and higher, correct and correct, you know, correct plays kind of become a little less uh, like the line is blurred <laughs> right like, you, <laughs> yeah. you even see pros that are like they don't always agree on the correct play uh, in some cases so the more that you play and the more that you make yourself have a reason for why you're doing things like tito's example earlier hey i'm not going to spend all five mana this turn i'm going to spend four and put out a taunt because they're about to attack me in the face for a bunch of damage versus well, I just need to spend all my mana, so I'm going to play these things. I mean, you have a reason for both, but it's starting to get that understanding of, okay, I'm giving each play a reason, and then I will kind of analyze and think about this more as to maybe which one ended up being better and which one I think would would ultimately have the best chance of me winning the game. The which more brings important. us back to last week's episode on replays. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Those help so much. But knowing why, knowing why you made plays helps even when going back and looking at replays. And, and, and it's very easy to fall back in old patterns because I find myself even streaming being like click, click, boom. Like, whoops, wait, hold on. Let's 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 get us out of that. But um, uh, I believe you said there was um, one more resource, right, Don? Yes, one more, and that is your health. Now, I think there's a couple of ways that you can really kind of use health as a resource. Uh, One of them is when you attack, specifically, uh, because more classes have that, right? So you have a weapon equipped, and maybe you actually attack into an opponent minion. You're going to take damage from that, but you're clearing that. So you also can maybe think about it sometimes if you're watching like a big tournament or something, you might see uh, some of the pro players attack into like an 8-8 or a 10-10. 
sometimes you have you see them maybe attack into a denathrius that's on board and you think oh my god they just took 10 damage like what are they doing that's terrible they just took 10 damage and <laughs> let them heal for 10 damage yeah. so and that's a 20 yeah. point swing exactly so it seems super bad but then again that's where you got to step back and say okay why did they do that and the reason why is often in that case that they're taking that damage once but if they let it live it's going to be able to attack more than once so they in the long run will take more damage so they are using that health as a resource to basically say i'm going to take a smaller amount of damage now than i would in the long term uh, so you're using that that way another one is also something tito brought up earlier is like with warlock for example the hero power uh that is arguably or maybe not depending on who you ask the best hero power in the game being able to take two damage and draw a card i think especially like before demon hunter people probably would argue demon hunter has the best hero power now um but like before then you know being able to pay that little bit of life to get an extra card find a different resource maybe you find a damage spell that can remove an enemy minion maybe you find that taunt minion that's going to keep you alive Maybe you find that little bit of damage that you get to send face and now you just won the game. Using that health as a resource gets you to other things. It gets you to other turns or it gets you to your other cards that you want to play. Not only that, if you clear, if you clear something uh, with your face, yeah, you took the damage, but now there's something that's not only going to go to your face, but also it protects your minions potentially. So if, if you're trying to um, swing the board and you have a weapon um, and you can take out their opportunity their um, their minions with a weapon and keep your minions alive um, that right there is, is I think a great use of your health for a resource but you also have to be aware again what they're going to do because sometimes if you use your health as a resource too much um, then you're just dead you don't want to do their job for them you have to that comes along with understanding of your decks you're playing again playing against we're, we're again talking about uh you know the 2000 200 level courses but um yeah it's not as simple as hey let me hit that button for the warlock because oh wait i only had two health left now i'm dead like you have to know what's coming and what's that also it looks like drew is going to be interesting in the next expansion i was going to say as a resource True. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah. the new cards where you spend your armor. Honestly, that looks like a lot of fun. Be fun in Linecracker Druid and Wild, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the last little point is just talking about uh, Death Knights. Obviously, we haven't gotten to actually play with them yet. Uh, so this is one that we can kind of work into the next you know couple of segments and talk about. But I did just want to like bring that up because... Uh, the the fact that a lot of those Death Knight cards have like, you know, three blood runes or two frost runes, like that's an additional resource now uh, that you do kind of have to think about with that deck. So if you are new, Death Knights might be super fun and maybe you want to get into that. But, you know, just kind of be aware that that's an additional resource and an additional thing with deck building that you really will have to think about uh, specifically. So if you if you are really learning and you're you're just trying to jump into like these basics and you're kind of really feel like you just want to get a handle on some of these basics that we've talked about before you dig into that i would recommend uh, at least for the little while while you're learning and improving kind of stay away from death knights a little bit until you get some of this other stuff down a little bit and then you can kind of get into that or if you really do want to play death knights you know, either go back and listen to the Edelweiss episode on deck building and maybe bring some of that in or. Or listen to Edelweiss on our next episode, who's going to be here to talk about Death Knights and building decks go. with Death yes. Knights. I did Heck not yeah. have that information when I was saying this. So <laughs> <laughs> I have that information now or listen to that episode or. If you want to play and you don't want to worry about that, just copy somebody's deck and then figure out these basics how they apply to death dice there you go net decking is acceptable <laughs> is that is that what we're getting at oh, oh totally you can I still play hearthstone and like yeah yeah and and 
one one final thought for me on resources, and this kind of goes back to cards. I, I, I was going to bring it up before, but I had to step away. We had the dogs barking, and uh, I had to sneak away. But um, uh, one of the things you'll often see, especially with aggro decks, is that they run out of cards as a resource. So one of the most, like, you'll, you'll see a deck, and, you, and you'll be like, well, I have all the good cards, but... I don't get them down in time. I don't understand what's going on. A lot of times you run out of that resource. So early on in um, this expansion, uh, Aggro Druid was a thing, and it was a good deck, or it was a decent deck against some archetypes, but if it if it didn't get you down in uh, three or four or five turns, it ran out of gas. It didn't have the ability to keep those cards going until they figured out that hey we need to find a way to work composting in there which composting it gives all your minions death rattle um draw another card so all of a sudden that deck went from having no resource replenishment to lots of resource replenishment and it made a gigantic difference so um when you're built if you're if you're into the deck building and that's what you're you're doing you remember to it's good to have the good cards but you also have to have the ability to keep those cards coming into your hand because when you get down to just top decking a card it's not it's not going to be a good good situation for you especially in those kind of situations sorry i meant to add that earlier but i had to step away <laughs> no worries yeah so I think just kind of ultimately, you know, again, last uh, last time for uh, talking about the way you play your turns, we kind of covered a variety of like how you manage the way that you're playing cards or you're, you're doing things. But this time I really wanted to cover the different resources because I think sometimes people kind of gloss over that. They say, of course, yeah, I have cards. I have mana. But health isn't always considered a resource especially when you're learning and you know i think it's really important to actually take a look at how you're using your cards and how you're looking at your mana especially when you want to be improving i don't know about you uh donuts marms but all this talk about uh resources has got me a little hungry for some dessert what do you think always um actually dawn before we get to that, um, do we have a tease yes. for next month's topic, or are we not quite sure where we're going yet? Um, you know, I haven't fully decided because there's kind of two <laughs> that I think I could do, but uh, yeah, we'll I'll, I'll do that. Um, you know, let's uh, we're going to talk about archetypes, archetypes next next month because we keep talking about things like aggro. If you're if you're an aggro deck or if you're control deck and there is a lot of kind of confusion and differences in that stuff. So I think next month we're going to talk about archetypes and kind of what makes things different and how the, the differences will play out in the game. Okay, so you'll be rock, smarms, you'll be paper, and I'll be scissors, okay? Um, <laughs> exactly. All right, so Don, where can people find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And on uh, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, all that good stuff. Dragon Rider TCCG. And then uh, once a week also talking on Dr. 3HS. Talk about Standard Hearthstone. And then also once a week on TCCG Roundtable. And talk, talking about all sorts of card games we talk about like all the card games uh very exciting in the first uh we record that on fridays but on the first uh friday of december we actually are getting a recent world champion in one of the card games on the show so Ooh. very excited for that that's awesome in the business we call it tease <laughs> um, go ahead and listen to that um how about yourself smarms where can people find you so I'm on both uh, Twitter and Twitch as Send Me Your Arms, and now you can listen to me as an official co-host of the Doctor Three Hearthstone podcast. Fantastic! And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Tito Santana HS, and you can email the show at bread and butter HS at gmail.com. That's just the letter N. Um, Dragon Riders, anybody you'd like to shout out today? 
Oh, goodness. Um, I'm going to shout out, uh, well, first of all, obviously have to shout out Smarms because <laughs> she is wonderful. And yeah, she has joined us now on Dr. Three. Super excited for that. Um, that's kind of been like a several weeks, you know, in the works kind of thing. So excited that it's all official and out there. Um, going to shout out my wonderful Amber Flights crew. Uh, ramping up this uh, three anniversary and getting ready for lots of stuff in 2023 and always got to shout out my husband for being super supportive and playing lots of board games and you know keeping me keeping me going and losing those board uh board games gracefully right (laughs) yeah totally so gracefully (laughs) yes very much (laughs) how about you smarm is anybody you like to shout out today oh god um i this might be kind of random, but my two moderators on Twitch, it's whenever I have like a bad idea, I'll just like drag them kicking and screaming along with me. And they're nice enough to do it. Like recently we've been playing like group battlegrounds on Friday nights. And it's like, if no one else shows up, I have at least these two chuckleheads that are willing to hang out and play with me. So they're great. Uh, it's Gimpy and um, RL Schism. They, um, Gimpy doesn't stream as much, but Schism streams mainly horror games, funny enough, even though he's, like, way better at Hearthstone than I'll ever be. Well, not if you keep um, doing weekly podcasts. Um, You're sure to improve, especially if you get to hop on ours once in a while. Uh, (laughs) um, I want to shout out to Doc. Doc, we miss you tonight. We hope you feel better. We hope that you're um, – I'm sure you're going to have to do a lot of baking into the Christmas holiday as well, but hopefully it settles down to some semblance of sanity after the next couple weeks. Um, i like to shout out to Smarms, who filled in at the very last minute and um, to, to, to the detriment of, I think, a little bit of your baking time. So I appreciate you making the adjustment <laughs> to be here tonight. Uh, no, thanks for having me on. It's exciting. I definitely have learned things and, you know – need to get better about like asking myself why on earth I'm making any given play and during a turn but yeah it's fun fun it is, it is a good place to start um but anyway uh that's the end of the show folks we're toast see ya toodles Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic. It's bread and butter with one another. Let's start up that recording light.